This is not normal. I'm like, something is wrong with me. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. And I waited till like, this was like four in the morning. I, it was like seven o'clock and it was still going on. So I'm like, let me just go to the hospital. So I went and they're like, bitch, you're going through ovulation pains. I was like, what? This has never happened to me before, ever in my life. What? So now I'm gonna get period cramps and ovulation pain. Like now what? Gosh. Just be careful because I've been hearing a lot of like horror stories about like women of color going to the hospital with issues like that and now then they tell them that like they have something wrong with the ovaries and their ovaries need to be removed and then they like are taking their ovaries and doing experiments and shit on their ovaries. Well, so, they like, did do an ultrasound on me, on me because they thought that maybe my ovary had flipped. And they're like, sometimes if your ovary flips, it can cause such a big cramp that it wakes you up out of your sleep. What? But they said that nothing, that it wasn't that. But I'm definitely going to go to a specialist and just make sure I'm okay because now I'm scared because I've never had cramps like that in my life. Like, I've never experienced that. That was a, That was scary, like... I couldn't even get out of bed. It was so bad. They said that your uterus can flip. Yeah, your ovary can flip. What? I know. I've right. never, I've never heard of that. I'm like, in my life. being a vagina me. owner and knowing so many vagina owners, I have never, ever heard of what. That's what. That's what the doctor told me when I went. She was like, your ovary might have flipped, so we're gonna do an ultrasound because they did an ultrasound on me to make sure that my ovary did not flip. Also. I Bodies are so fucking weird. Like, we're really just, like, bags of meat. Like, what the fuck is even happening internally? That's I don't know. so but it's wild. Been terrible. Let me put my phone, my thing on. Like, I had to go to the hospital. I've never had cramps where I felt like I needed to go to the hospital. And I feel like as I get older, my cramps just get worse and worse. Like, I, like I remember having like cramps when I was younger, but never to this extent. Now it's like a week long. I'm in fucking pain. I'm fatigued. I don't feel like doing anything. I'm just lazy as fuck. And it's like an entire week of just that. My stomach hurts every Apparently. single day. I have no appetite. Like it's just weird. Yeah, my period lately has been making me feel like handicapped. Like legitimately, I feel like I cannot, no matter how hard I try to like have motivation and do things and like get, I like today, I haven't left the house in two days. Like haven't left the house. Well, like yesterday, I think I walked downstairs to do, do something, but like, I really haven't left the house because I just, I do not have the energy to do so at all. No matter how hard I, I no matter how hard I try, I can't, I can't keep my eyes open at like, Me neither. Do y'all think it's an aging thing? Do you think it's because we're getting older that like our periods are just like beating our ass or something? Or like, do you think it's like, because everybody's also additionally stressed out? Like, what do you, what the fuck do you think is happening? I don't, I have no idea. It could be a stress on top of everything, but I, I don't know. This has been happening a lot to me like this year though, like before like COVID started. Like I remember this happening like kind of like last year and then getting into this year so this wasn't going on for me for a while so i wouldn't say it's like this necessarily but maybe this doesn't also help it like right. i don't know 
And I feel like maybe my mom has told me like, you know, as you get older, your period definitely like changes. Like when she was younger, she thought my period was like two, three days and it was not a problem and it was just no problem. And then the older you get, I got cramps. My period got longer. And like, I feel like once I turned 25, like for some reason, my period just switched and that's when my period got longer and like all those things. But now my period actually kind of, other than the tired like the fatigue that is just extreme um my period's gotten like shorter it's like i don't so i, I don't know who who freaking knows also are y'all on birth control or no no and has have y'all ever been and has that ever affected or impacted your period I was on birth control when i turned like once i was able to get it by myself i think you have to be like 18 or something like that i don't know how old you gotta be to get your own birth control but i was i got it when i was 18 like right out of high school and no it didn't really affect my period it just like made it because i think like when you take it like the the last four are like non-birth control pills and that's when you're Mm -hmm. supposed to get your period then i just knew when i was gonna get my period but it didn't really change my period it did change how wet i could get like for a while when I was on birth control, I could not get wet at all. Like it was the mm. weirdest shit ever. And it didn't I didn't get back to be able to get wet until I got off birth control. So it was like it was a hormonal birth control. Yeah. Yeah. Um when I was on birth control, I like I got on birth control straight out of high school too. It was like my mom it was a gift my mom gave me <laughs> when I went to college, like before I moved into my dorm, she got me a little like compact mirror with a condom in it. And then it was a birth control prescription. (laughs) And I was like, oh, this is great. Fire. Um, Huh? That's fire. Yeah. And so, um, so I got on birth control as soon as I got out of high school. Um, And I don't even think I started taking it because I wasn't like, when I, when I went fresh straight to college, I wasn't like fucking like that. So I was just like, I'm not going to take birth control because like, you know, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to be like this good girl and da, 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 da. And then shit, then college happened. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got on birth control and my period was just like, um, you know, they tell you like the first three months, it takes a while for your body to get acclimated to the birth control. So then I was having like spotting and little things like that um when I got on the Nuvarin because of whatever I ended up switching and I tried the Nuvarin that made me smell like I did not like Nuvarin it gave me like a stench I don't know why I don't know what was in it but I got a stench and I didn't like it and then I also didn't like it because my partners told me that they felt it during sex yeah so I had to like and when I was in did it pop out during I, sex? It, they could definitely feel it during sex. Sometimes we would just take it out, which is fine. Other times it would come out, like upon removal of the fucking dick, it would yeah. out and like I would find it on the floor. It was one of my least favorite kinds of birth control. Also because the insertion process- Too much. For me. Yeah, it was like a drag. I don't really like fingers inside my vagina. So like having to do that myself is was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. 
You have to like, shove, I never use member. You have to like shove it in there. You have to like fold it. And like, yes. And up and up, up to sit, uh, to go up your like vaginal canal and to sit right before your fucking cervix. So and you have to push it deep. That's really deep. You know, like, you know how when you're, you don't put a tampon up as far as you're supposed to, you can feel it? It's even farther than that, because tampons don't be going all the way back to your fucking cervix. But NuvaRings are supposed to be squeezed, and then when they get back there, they're supposed to sit horizontal, but like a circle. So they got to, like, literally go all the way back, or they're just sitting in your coochie, and it feel, you can feel it, and it feels weird. Right. It has to, because I think that it's, when you put it in, it's like this, and it has to open up like this. Yes. So it has to go up enough so that it can open back up yes. into the circle. Exactly. And it sucks. It sucks. Are you on birth control, Raquel? No. I haven't been on birth control at least since I've been in Miami. So it's been like six or seven years. Oh, dang. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. I yeah. think I've been in college, maybe my junior or senior year of college. I think it was actually the ring that was like, I'm fucking over this bullshit. And then, uh, yeah. and then it just didn't. And then really, I learned how to just like track my period. So it didn't seem like such a... I like the period tracking kind of way of doing things because not only do I know when I'm going to get my period, I also know when I'm like fertile, which I think is important to know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just at- track it. And then I started using this, oh, I forgot what it's called. It's I got a, yes, there was, it's an actual, like it's, they say it's a birth control. That's what they say that they are. Um, I got to find the name. I follow them on Instagram, but, um, you basically just take your temperature every morning and log it in and it's it's supposed to like calculate like when you're ovulating when you're fertile and all that stuff i just gotta figure out what the name of it oh natural cycles it's like ten dollars a month for the app and they send you a thermometer and every morning before you get up you just like take your temperature you type it in and it tells you like oh you're ovulating don't have sex or don't get nutted in or whatever (laughs) It's it's cool i like it it's cute. That is cute. Oh fuck! It's like I have a period tracker, and I I I'm act I actively use my period tracker, but for some reason, life always just like happens to me. And it's not that, like I don't have any like accidents or anything like that. Like I know, okay, my period's about to come in three days. My period's about to come in two days. But then, like when it comes, I, I'm never prepared. Like me taking over the story, and my fucking period was on, and I'm like damn it, like, that's the one thing that I said I was gonna do, was fucking do some OnlyFans shit, and then my period's on, and it's, like, not even on a light date, like, my period is on, so mm-hmm. I couldn't do nothing, and it's, like, that's such an inconvenience, just an inconvenience. Do y'all um, ever just free bleed? No. No, do you? I just, I literally just heard about this, because, you know, I'm trying to get, like, all spiritual and all those other things. <laughs> And so, like, that's something that, you know, like, technically, you know, pads are bad for you. Tampons are bad for you. Even if you get organic pads, they're bad for you. So it's like, have you? Yeah. So it's interesting because when I was growing up, I thought that pads were disgusting. Like, I thought, I think that probably even though it's like a classist piece, like, I thought you were poor if you used pads. And I also had a classmate who used pads, and I think she was poor. Maybe that's where I got it from. And she smelled really bad because I think that she would use like the same pad like all day or maybe even multiple days, probably because she could afford. And she smelled really bad. So I had like a really bad 
association with pads and I only used like my mom taught me how to use tampons immediately so that was like just right off the bat what I was doing um and then probably like probably like a few years ago I don't even really know what started it I think it was more so of I you know how when you come on your period in the morning and like there's blood on the bed and there's blood in your pants and it's like, oh, and I got to take a shower, got to clean everything, it's, 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 you know, you, whatever. Mm-hmm. Day, I was like, I'm not doing that. I really mm-hmm. think it's really a lazy thing. I was like, fuck it. And I just did it. So I just like left my like sweatpants on and just was in that bitch bleeding. And then I was like, this is, hmm, okay. But then what happened was I saw on Twitter white women talking about free bleeding and then i was like oh this shit is probably disgusting and let me not do this bitches are nasty and so i thought it was probably just some disgusting shit and then i moved into like the fucking spiritual side of it which is more like you know uh like you said like the tampons are like bad for your pussy and apparently they make your um period last longer or they make your cramps something like they do shit to your body and i right. don't I was like, okay, noted. So then I started using pads, which is like the step before free bleeding, essentially, because now you don't got nothing in you. You're just letting it all come out. Mm-hmm. And using pads is kind of a nightmare because they feel gross after a while too. And so probably within the last two years, three years, solid. Yeah. When I'm in the house. I yeah. So how does that work though? Like, do you fuck up your like furniture? Sometimes. <laughs> But like, so you just have like stain because like the type of couch I have, like I would fuck up my couch. You know what I mean? Like I would, I would mess it up really bad. So for my bed, I don't give a fuck. I bleed all over my sheets and I don't care because I wash them and it's and everything comes out. Um, for my couch and other seating or like when I don't have a car anymore, I sold my car. But when I have my car, I would just sit on something. So I have left the house when I've been free bleeding, I guess. Cause I, yeah, I put a towel down in the car. When I'm in the house though, I put like blankets down. So I have blankets that I just, I'm gonna wrap myself up in a blanket so I'm warm and I'm also gonna be bleeding. But the thing is, I think that we think it's gonna be way more than it really is because it's not like I'm like a snail trail of blood. Right. <laughs> it's literally just like in my sweatpants, I got hella blood stained sweatpants. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I sit down on something with nothing, it'll be like maybe like a mark this big, you know? Even if I sit there for hours, it won't become like this big ass puddle. It'll be like this. Um, not me. My period is very, very heavy on like day two. And like- It doesn't like soak. Like it's not like- Like I change my pads very often throughout the day because my pads get full like often. And I mean, I, I've- gotten I you know they're like if your pads get so full you need to get bigger pads blah, 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 blah. so I I I wear overnight pads every <laughs> day on my for my period because I don't wear tampons well I try not to wear tampons anymore um but I still like I still my period is bit like day two there's no way in hell that I can just not I have to change my pads so many times maybe day three maybe day one but day two yeah like, I will I'm, say, like, the last day of my period, I don't wear pads usually. Like, I'll just put on a panty liner. Right. If yeah. I, anything. So sometimes, like, I will be bleeding and I'll be like, whatever, because I have the panty liner on. Yeah. But I don't know, like, blood makes me a little wheezy and woozy. So I don't think I'd be 
boo. I mean, like, I like the concept of it, though. Like, whatever, fuck it. But I don't know. I don't like blood. So I don't but now they have, I feel pa- they have period panties. They do. Yeah, so, I was going to say they have period panties that you could. I, I would wear that. Those yeah. I would use. It's like I a pad. Because when you think about it, it's like a pad. Exactly. I was going to say, it's really like the same thing. And I think that. I literally, I, I'm on the last day of my period and I have been bleeding since like Monday, I think. And I have free blood the entire time. And it's basically, I don't know, like, I feel like you have to do it once and then you can judge like, what days could I do it on or what days could I not? Or even do I fuck with this at all? Because like, right. if you don't fuck with blood, maybe the entire thing would just be disgusting. Um, but yeah, so, for, so right now my bed is bloody as fuck. <laughs> And I just did laundry today, which had like two or three um, shorts and leggings that had are blood full and two sweatpants that are blood full. Um, and my, I have a blanket on the couch that has blood on it because I'm not done yet, but I'll wash that probably tomorrow. I don't know. I just, I think it, it like, it is gross, but it's also not gross. And I think- It's your body. Yeah. I think part of it, because- it's like we think about how we are taught about periods in our body, so that for sure plays into it. And I also don't think that it's like hygienic to be bleeding in public all over the place or like, you know, something like that. But I just feel like if you're in the crib or and if you're in the crib with like your partner or your family or whatever, like, I don't know. I don't know. And, and, and it just feels better, at least for me. I don't want to wear pads because I think that now they are uncomfortable to me. And I definitely am not fucking with tampons. So it's like, here we, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm also, I will say, I'm half white. <laughs> so I feel like I'm not to be trusted on high <laughs> advice. To be completely honest. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. It makes me feel good. It, it makes my, like, it just, it just, I like it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if it's yeah. more comfortable for you, especially on your period, I mean, whatever. Like, that's definitely so interesting yes. that we even talked about this because I literally, like, maybe three or four days ago, or no, maybe that was last week, but I was watching something and this woman was talking about, like, um, just like womb care in general. And um, she was just saying how basically anything that is wrong with your period has something it your body is telling you something else is wrong so like you need to change your diet or you need to exercise or like something like that is happening you know and so she was saying like tampons can mess up your period um and the pads can mess up your period and things like you know um your period really should only be three to four days if it's any more than four days and that's like you know they said this is what she got me with. She said things are common, but that doesn't mean that they're normal. Like there are things that would happen with women's periods all the time, but that's not necessarily what your body is supposed to be doing. We've just been told that like, yeah, like you clot on your period. Yeah, like that's normal to have big clots come out of your period. She said, yeah, it's common, but that's really not supposed to happen on your period. You know, that's something else and all these other things. But you know, who knows? Who knows who's, right you know the internet whatever you want to find whatever you search for you will find you will find it (laughs) who knows what's what's right who knows yeah yeah and i and i will say for sure similar 
similar to wearing pads, there is a smell when you free bleed because you're just, just your shorts is full of blood. But to to lean more on that I'm disgusting, I like my smells. Like I like how my period smells. I like how my vagina smells when it's stinky. <laughs> so like there, and I also do think it helps me feel connected to my body because then I'm aware of what is you know what the fuck is going on and i can see my blood and i can see like what is something's happening or like something you know it Mm -hmm. just it increases that piece of it i think as well so i don't know but i know i at first i really did think it like when i saw that the white women were doing i was like this is probably (laughs) and i also did see that um erica hart who is an a sex educator they i don't know their pronouns um i think that they tweeted something about like I dropped my blood, something, something, something. And I don't know if they were free bleeding, but it was something about like blood. And they essentially like left it on the floor in like the public bathroom, like a blood drop. And they were trying to be like, we love our period blood. (laughs) (laughs) That's dirty as fuck. That's unhygienic. That's like, what's the word? Like you'd put your blood in a biohazard thing if you were in the doctor's office. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's true. And so you don't really, shouldn't be just like bleeding all over the place in public. But yeah. I, and I also, I think another thing is that it's, it also, you know how when you were younger and you first got your period or even still now, you're like self, what's the word, preoccupied with whether or not you have a blood stain on your pants, like in public. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also helped me like work through that because when I go out in public, um, whether I'm wearing a tampon pad or am free bleeding, but not super heavy days. But either way, I don't care anymore if I have blood. Um, I don't give a fuck. So if mm-hmm. I were to be in public and there was a stain of blood on my shorts, I don't care. And that was such a huge like stressor for me when I was in like high school. Every everything up until post college, basically. Like, yeah. After I graduated, like I was always like, oh fuck. I don't want to know. I don't want anybody to see it. Oh, it's so embarrassing. And I was like, bitch, I'm bleeding. Bitches, are you going to say something about it? And I actually have had stains before and no one has said anything. And I guess it's because people are embarrassed. And that's the whole point. So it's like, bitch, I don't know. Right. Yeah. I like that whole idea of like being in touch with your body and your sense and your, because I'm very, um, Maybe it is insecure. I, I'm very insecure about that, about my scent in yeah. in general. Like I don't, I don't like smells. I don't like when my period smells weird. Like I hate that that happens. Why? Like, because I don't like the smell. Like I don't like the smell. I think it smells bad. So like I don't <laughs> like that. <laughs> so like. I, I just don't like it and 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 I do feel like sometimes I have like a disassociation with not just my vagina but just like even my partner's vagina just like of a just like the idea of the scent because I don't like it like I just I don't care for it not my own not anybody's and and I also have a thing with like um uh things on my hands like in general like I don't like like, if I'm eating chicken wings, I wipe after every bite. Like, after every bite, I wipe my hand because I don't like that feeling of things on my hand. So, like, I don't like 
So then thinking about like blood and me having to like deal with that and it being on my hands, like that's why that's <laughs> another reason why I wanted to stop with tampons because like I don't like I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't. <laughs> I don't. But I want to, especially especially with being in a relationship with a woman. Like I want to be more connected with that and 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 it's not that in my brain i don't understand that women's body smell you know like people's your body freaking smells right and like that's just what happens and i i'm aware of that but do i enjoy that (laughs) (laughs) i don't i feel like if this pandemic has taught me nothing else it has taught me what my vagina undisturbed smells like because it literally has not had anything inside of it beyond like a couple of dildos a couple of times for shooting in nine months. Meaning I have not done peroxide douches, I haven't done boric acid, I haven't had a yeast infection, which is noted also interesting. So no monostat, no dick in there, no latex in there, minimal tampons in there. Like, so right now my vagina is like the purest of its scent and it has a, it has a smell. And that's interesting because pre-pandemic, when I was having more action, I quite frequently did um, like peroxide douches, especially after um, my period, especially after I had seen clients, and especially when I have yeast infections. And that tends to clear out any smell. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. I've always been a fan of smells. That's just a me thing. I think it's also a piece of that I'm discussing, but to to reclaim that. (laughs) Maybe I'm not, but yeah, I don't know. Like, bitch, I don't know. I like my stink. I just love how I stink. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a big fan of period smells either. I'm just, yeah. I just don't like my period at all. It's very yes. uncomfortable and just like, why? What about regular vagina smells? So, not period. Um, I've never actually really cared too much about. If like, if it smell like okay, it's gonna go away. I guess <laughs> I'm like I've never, cause I have a really sensitive coochie in general, so it's not abnormal for me to have like a yeast infection, yeah. you know, a lot or a BV or a lot or whatever. So I don't really mind it, cause usually when I can smell something, is when I know like okay, I got BV or I have something going on. So I don't really care too much. So no one's ever really said anything to me there. And I know I fucked a few times. okay well i'll say this when i was in college i don't know what the fuck was happening or it wasn't bv or yeast infection because i knew about that then i think it honestly was just you know how when you fuck somebody raw and like you take on the smell of their dick in your vagina like your vagina kind of starts to smell different and i think maybe just something went wrong like the just something went wrong but my vagina was like very very Like, not like, like, when I say to y'all, I like my stink, I don't really mean that I'd be, like, stinking. Oh, y'all have right. been enough to know that, like, my pussy don't be, like, reeking, right? So it's not like I'm saying I'd be stinky all the time. I'm just saying, like, if I stick my finger on my pussy or I play with my pussy hair and I smell it, I like how that smells, and it smells like coochie. Mm-hmm. But when I was in college, something literally, I literally, it literally was, like, it was some bad. It was bad. And I had a boyfriend and we were fucking all the time and whatever. And I remember talking to him about it because I'm like, I know that you smell this. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I don't, 
like we can talk about it because I smell this shit, so I know you're smelling it. And he told me <laughs> that he liked it. Listen, no, the opposite. He fucking told me that the previous time that we had had sex, that it smelled so bad that he faked a nut so we could stop oh. fucking. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and I was like, why did he just say something? First of all, so for context, he was a virgin before I met him. He's a Christian. He was a Christian Nigerian very religious like all that so he wasn't even it wasn't in his like whatever wheelhouse to be talking about like pussy smells or pussy at all but i was just like you should have said something because that's more embarrassing that you like right and who not just i whatever i never even thought about niggas faking orgasms until that moment facts facts that's what i was saying i was like wow that's a first i ain't That does suck, though. You know, like, how people... And that's what I always try to tell my partner, too. Like, please just let me know. And and I feel like I'm more annoying to her because that that's where I was going with that, too, is that I want to be more in touch with my sense and my tones because she doesn't give a fuck, right? Like, she she's like, come, like, bring it here. Like, and I'm just like, no. And that kind of, like, that ruins the mood. You know, sometimes I'm like, no, let me go rinse off first let me go make sure you know what i'm saying because like i just i i feel like mainly for her i want to be like my best self and i would never want to come to you and to be like damn bitch you and and then i'm like i'll feel it sexy let me put it in your face and then it's like right wash off so i'm like i rather like save myself the embarrassment and so, but then it really just goes back to me, how I feel about my sense. Like, it's just me and how I feel about my sense. So, maybe I just need to get on some probiotics or something and, and be like, I know I'm good because <laughs> I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. I mean, like, I like I said, I don't really mind sense because, like, my, my normal, normal pussy, but, like, no BB, <laughs> no yeast infection, nothing. Just have a, a pussy type of smell to it. So I don't yeah. mind the sense because I then I can know, like, I can smell when something's wrong. And I know, like, okay, yeah. let me go to the, get my Metro, whatever it's called, the antibiotic to kill the BB and all that other stuff. So I don't really mind, like, that. I don't care. But, like, period blood smell, that I just, I, I don't like the blood. I don't like the period blood smell. I just, I don't fuck with it. It is different. It does have a little different twang to it. Little kick. Mm-hmm. I think I feel like my take on pussy smell is that if I'm about to or even not even fucking, but if I like take off my pants and I'm getting like a strong whiff, that's how I know it's that's we need to take a shower or something. But like my regular relationship to pussy smell is like if I'm fucking somebody and they eat my pussy and they come up to me to kiss me. Right. Like, smell it and it's on my face and I'm like oh that's what the pussy smell like today right exactly prior to that moment like while you were eating my pussy I wasn't like getting whiffs of coochie but when they're in my face I'm like there it is so I feel like that's how I gauge also except for that time in college that was that was some next level (laughs) that was that was (laughs) but (laughs) every other time though yeah it's like I don't know no I agree 
I agree. It that's the smell that I I don't care for. Like the regular pussy ass smell. Like I know the smell. Yeah, I know the smell. I know it. I'm very familiar with it. <laughs> so I would. How but, do you eat pussy then? Because that's what I you barely do. That's how <laughs> I don't do it often. I don't like to do it. I yeah. I, I feel, I've always said that I do not like to eat pussy at all. And of course I I do occasionally, but yeah. like. I don't like to eat pussy at all. And that has a big part to do with it. Like I don't. And then I also like with the, with the. The slime. The, the slime. I don't <laughs> like that residue. Like I don't, I, I don't, you. I don't care for that at all. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't disagree. Honestly, I don't disagree. And I think I have always said not, how much that I don't like eating pussy? I know I, I said yeah, I, you have. <laughs> yeah. I, I know I said I'm not good at eating pussy, which also informs why I'm like not super a fan of it. And I think exactly. also what added to that for sure is not so much smell, but the the slimy, the feeling. But what I will say is when I do eat pussy, I actually don't think about that. So it's one of those things, I think similar to maybe like getting spit in my mouth. When I, when I'm in the moment, I'm like, nigga, spit on my spit on my face, like spit on me. I'm a dirty bitch. But when I'm just like sitting here thinking about it, I'm like, I let someone spit on me. And I feel the same way about eating pussy. Like when I'm thinking about it, just like not eating pussy, I'm like, is it thin? Is it thin? Is it thin? <laughs> when I'm in pussy, I don't actually, I don't think I've ever said to myself like, it's oh this pussy smell or like, so that, that's, hmm. Hmm. Yeah, no, I always have. But I definitely know that it's a me thing. Like I know 100% that it is a it's it's a me thing. Yes. I don't how to get out of that. I don't know. I it, it and I don't know that I will because it's just like it's literally a scent that I don't enjoy. Like it's not like <laughs> I just I don't enjoy the smell. I, nothing's going to change to make me be like, "Oh, this smells good now." No, <laughs> like it, it it smells the same. <laughs> What about what about eating ass? So like when you eat ass, do you get it's not slimy, I guess, but it's, it's right. Like, it's not it's it is different. Like it it's different. It's a clearer pathway. Like I feel like <laughs> that's it's true. Clear, it's just a clearer pathway. I don't I don't have to put my full like nose and face in it if I really don't want to. Um, but I don't mind. But <laughs> But it, it also could be the slimy thing. It's really not a, it's not slimy. It's just, it's nice. It's just an open passage. Yeah. Hmm. Textures. So it's a textures thing also. Yeah, no, nah, the textures definitely fuck with me a lot, a lot. But, you know. It's fair enough. You know, everybody got your preferences. You got your thing. You know, I remember the first time that I, I ate pussy. That's definitely the first thing that I said to myself in my brain as I was doing it. I, I will never forget. I ate my best friend's pussy in her house, in her basement. It was me and her and two, I'm sure I've talked about this before on the podcast, like years ago, but me and her and two of our other homegirls and they were best friends and they were eating each other out in the shower and we were each other out on like the kitchen, I meant the bathroom sink and shit. And I remember the first thing I thought in my head when I licked a pussy for the first time was like, it's sudsy. It's like, it's like, <laughs> I was like, is there soap? And there wasn't, but it was her wet, it was her wetness. And I was like, that is a, a bizarre feeling. 
Yeah, wetness is a weird feeling. Yeah. I don't know how to like. Yeah, I remember when I when I first ate pussy too. That was the first thing I noticed with her wetness, and it was like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you can't describe yeah. it. It's, yeah. It's, it's a thing. Yeah. It's, it's a. It's a literally slime. Like it's mucus. It's yeah, mucus. it's literally like mucus. slime, and it's like pussy snot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But that just makes me think about like all the times that I tell niggas like you're not fucking unless you eat my pussy. And I know that not all the time, because sometimes they beat me on dry, but like a lot of the time I'm dumb moist. So yeah. they're getting that. But you know what? No, some niggas do care because some niggas don't eat pussy. But I think that I've mostly been blessed with the majority of niggas that I really fuck with hardcore. They love it. Yeah. They love they they love it. They don't, I mean. And then I wonder too, like, is it a like um is it just something that they know that they're just gonna have to do? So they just learn to do it. It's like swallowing cum. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I expect to, to swallow cum. Not that it's fucking delicious, because it's not. <laughs> Like, and so, but it's just like, you know, I know I'm going to do it. Like, I'm, I'm going to do it. So that's it. Well, what about come on the face? Is that, is there a textured thing there for you with that? No, no. I don't know. Misogyny. That's a little something. Something is awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't like the, the feeling. I don't like getting my face that on because I think it's disrespectful, but I definitely don't like the, well, I used to have a thing for not. See, that's misogyny. Bitches is internalized misogyny. <laughs> I don't like swallowing nut and I don't like nut on my face. I really don't like sucking dick in general, so. I, you know, you, you, you tweeted that, uh, I think it was like a couple months ago. And wasn't that like a new, um, what's the word? Um, revelation that you were like you know what i haven't been sucking dick in a long time and i just suck some dick. i haven't sucked dick in a minute i don't know the last time i sucked dick was when i was in miami that's the and it was on because i did it for work it wasn't for pleasure but that's was really the last time i sucked dick like i really don't like sucking dick it's not fun to me <laughs> you're already getting pussy what else do you need like i don't what else do you need why do i need to do all that i don't like it it is definitely a an activity. Do you not like it anymore, Raquel? Fucking dick. Yeah. I don't like dick no more at all. So right. I, I'm not. I'm not doing nothing with no dicks. I'm not sucking no dicks. I'm not fucking no dicks. I'm not nothing. I don't know that I can say that I don't like sucking dick no more because, like, as a, you know, you know, somebody I would consider myself like a little, you know, expert or something. I think I'm good at it and I like doing it. I right. will not be sucking no more dick. So I don't know if I'm sucking any more dick either. Shit. As much as I've been saying I want to suck a dick, I still ain't sucked nobody dick. So. <laughs> you still haven't sucked one. <laughs> not one. So I guess it's not like I literally and, and it's really not on purpose when we talk about like when we talked about like divesting from men and not ha like it's really not on purpose um and the pandemic has super helped me like like has assisted with me not having men in my life yes. um and uh, i just don't like i literally don't have any new enough men like oh you know I, I used to hang out with a big ass group of niggas yes, you did. and so it's like been there done that like and 
I don't want any of them niggas. Like, I, I, don't, I don't want nothing to do with any of them niggas like that. So it's just like, I don't, it just hasn't happened. So I'm just, you know, I once again, going back to the spiritual side of like, it's just not meant to be. It's just not meant to be. It is so not. who knows? I was watching something today um, and they were talking about um, polygamy, right? And they were just talking about um, how that can work. And if in, in that community of the, the live I was on, um, you know, just talking about how that might be something that's important for the future as far as procreating and mainly for indigenous black people, uh, melanated people, um, how that's important to start to I don't it know. It's very the bitch, they lying. They're lying. It is very hotep. Yes. Yeah, you know, very like it's important. But what it was and there were two women actually who were speaking on it and their whole thing was that it really has nothing to do with the man right like it it it's not supposed to have anything to do with the man it is the woman who is supposed to be in charge of that and them building a community it's that that's how they build their community is by allowing literally allowing these men to procreate outside so they can have kids and they can continue to build their community but it's um the woman was saying that she was being introduced to a couple and it was strictly the wife that that dealt with all the business she said the man had so much respect for the wife that he didn't even look her in the eye as, as the interviewer like he didn't even look at her because he had nothing to do with it like it's it has <laughs> they're like I'm saying that was that's the real issue with polygamy in the united states especially is that it's so male-centered and that's not what it was originally set to be like in Africa and all those places where that is it, the religious or spiritual side of it had nothing to do with the men. It's all about the women and them building their community. And I just thought that was super interesting um, to hear a different take that I never hear anymore. So well, if it actually functions that way, that could be very useful. I mean, if it actually plays out like that, yeah. Right, right. The, oh, and that's how that. Listen, the, the the divine feminine. We like you cannot have a man without a woman. So like, whatever. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> have you been watching hella hotel shit? Because you are savage. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've been watching very um. Well, it, every I'm watching a little bit of everything, honestly, because I'm just trying to. I just, I want to know everything or not want to know, but I'm accepting to everybody in, you know what I'm saying? And so to, I feel like everybody has a little bit of truth to their belief. Every, everybody's belief has a little bit of truth in it. So it's good to hear from everybody. It's just, it's good to hear from everybody's side. So I've been watching everything. Be, be careful, please. <laughs> no, yeah, but I, but seriously though, the divine family, we we are here, like we are here. We we are like we we run this shit. Like you, we don't need them but to procreate, and that's ultimately like what that was all. Like we don't need men but to procreate. That is their only benefit. <laughs> And we don't need them to procreate neither because, bitch, we got hella motherfucking trans and gender non-conforming people with dicks. So, bitch, you ain't even in the picture no more. Hello? 
That's so true. That is so true. Right. So, so, really. true. so my goal really. is to not have any men in my life in any capacity, in any capacity. Or let me say it specifically. My goal is to have no cishet men in my life in literally zero capacity. None. Yeah. I don't want you niggas as friends. I don't want to fuck you. I'm not literally, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not interested in you. And, you know, it feels really freeing to be at that point because prior to a few months ago, the pandemic basically, and other contexts, <laughs> trauma mainly, um, I was like, you know, I'm like, it's like a typical like fuck niggas, but also I'm still dating and fucking them and I still would like to date and fuck them. And although that had, had been dwindling, it still existed as a thing because I was still attracted to niggas. Um, but I am not anymore. <laughs> like, I am not. I don't find them charming. I don't, they're nice to look at. Mm-hmm. But an attractive man. I don't feel nothing in my coochie about it. I don't want you inside of me. I don't want to fuck you. I don't want to even hear you really say it's nothing there is nothing and it feels wow what a weight lifted off what a weight bitch (laughs) they're really the not they're terrible people like they're really like i will say like for me i don't really care too much about them like romantically like i still like talk to them or whatever but like i do enjoy fucking them still so i don't know if that's ever gonna go away i hope because i really don't fuck with them as people like they're really terrible i don't know something's not right no (laughs) it is yeah and it's like you can't even say it's like you can't even say, well, some men, no, it's like all of them. Like, something's not right with all of them. Yes. Like, this is not okay. Literally, and I think another part of it beyond, literally, you know, I think for me, the last relationship that I was in was abusive and ended up including lots of assault that I didn't realize was assault. And that's part of what ultimately made me so traumatized that I literally just am repulsed by cishet men and their bodies. Um, I don't remember what I was gonna say. What did you say, V? No, that something is wrong with all of them, that I, I don't care about them romantically like that anymore. And she said it's not just they're just kind of like when I'm bored, like I'll talk to them when I'm bored type shit. But it's not like I really don't give a fuck about having like an actual relationship with them. I don't really care about that anymore. But I still fuck them though. Yes. Oh, this is what I was gonna say. And what I realized is, thank you, is when I really like really look back on all of my sexual encounters with cishet men and like really, really be honest with myself, like really, like really, like for real. Yeah. It's not really ever that popping. Yeah. It's not. It's just, it's literally just not. Like I can think of like top five, the best out of the horriblest hundreds of niggas right but it's like even when i'm getting it down to that dwindling like top three it's not like it was like i couldn't live with like i like do you know what i mean like if i were to quantify it or whatever the word is like it's not like i'm like 
I had to have had that. That was an amazing yeah. experience. It, 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 this, it, no, it was like, it was, it was cool, but it wasn't even like, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's really never that good to be honest. Like it literally isn't. And the whole point is if we're talking about like, that's all that they're having to offer is we're fucking them. And the fucking them ain't even really that. It's like, so really what am I doing here? Because I'm just gonna be stressed out. I'm just gonna feel drained. I'm just gonna get a yeast infection. I'm just gonna get pregnant. I'm just gonna be lying to myself about the yeah. quality of this. Like. It's all very mediocre. <laughs> Well, let's do this. The just the tip that we are intending on answering is our best sexual experiences. So if yours is with a cisad man, I'd love to fucking hear it. And I'm going to think about... Mine was not with a cisad man. Mine was with a woman. Good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was my was best woman. sexual experience was with a woman. And it was so random. It was on New Year's Eve. It was like, this was like 2015 or 2016. And my friend had rented out a hotel room, but she had friends from out of town come and I had never met them. And so we were all in the hotel room. I didn't know that one of the girls was lesbian, like, but she was like, cool. But she was like looking at me like the whole time. And like, I knew I liked women, but I, I like, I had kissed women and messed around, but never like, actually had sex with a woman at that point and so the whole night like we, we went to this party. she was staring at me the whole night we went to this party we were drinking we got super drunk and she like was like me and her were dancing on each other like the whole night but nobody thought of it because you know like girls get drunk and like start twerking on each other and shit nobody says anything mm -hmm. but like she was putting her fingers up my coochie and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, that's what's happening. Then, like, she took her, like, panties off at one point And she was like, let's go back to the hotel room before all the girls. Because we were all going to sleep there. So she was like, let's leave them here. And let's go back to the hotel room before they, they get back or whatever. So we literally ditched the friends. They didn't even know where we were. So we ditched them. We went back to the hotel room. And that was the first time I ever squirted. I did not know that I could squirt. And... She was just eating my pussy, but I don't know what the fuck she was doing. I never had somebody eat my pussy like that before. It was, that was the first time I ate pussy too. It was just, it was a lot, but it was very good. Like, I squirted like two times and I was like, what the fuck is this? And she was like, yeah, <laughs> we never had that before. And I'm like, no, like, this has never happened. Like, what the fuck? So that was the, and then like, she never spoke to me again. So I felt very upset. Like, bitch, you can't just make me squirt two times and then like not talk to me again. Like, what the fuck? But she was like, I'll tell your friend. I said, hey, to my friend, because we had the oh. one friend. And I'm like, uh, tell her I've been tell me. her. And like, she's just been ignoring me. Like, what the fuck? But yeah, that was, that was my best sexual experience because it was just, I don't know what she was doing, but it that was it. To her. That and she, right? she must be cocky or something. She was very cocky. Yeah. Because she kept telling me, she, like, you keep like, because I had, I had had a boyfriend during that time and I kept telling her and she was like, he can't eat pussy like me, so I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter. To me, you're single. I was like, oh, okay. You like that, uh-huh. <laughs> like, you right, you right. <laughs> I was like, maybe he can't. Let me see. Yeah, my best sexual experience has definitely been with 
my partner, my current partner, um, mainly because I, well, mainly because now I've only been having sex with her for this whole time. So, um, um, so I have a lot of experiences and there's no way, um, but I'm trying to like single out a one. It's probably, there was a, when we like first started dating in the beginning, there was a night where we literally had sex all night, like, and, and we worked together at that time. And so we did not sleep at all, like not even a wink of sleep. Like we just literally had sex all night and I came all night like all um, night and it was all good like you know how when you have sex like try to have sex with niggas multiple times like you, you get dry like a lot of times you get dry eventually and it's just like uh or like then or sometimes you like have mushy dick and it's just like there's just like a lot of there was none of this was like all night i kept coming and we um like went to work together the next day and i think that's what like made it more because we were just like looking at each other like mm, like <laughs> girl and we were tired as fuck like my eyes were both our eyes were so low and so red but it was just like we were on like this high of making love right <laughs> <laughs> so that's just that's just one that like that's literally just one that sticks out in my in my mind yeah what a blessing but it's definitely not with no nigga I can't really even try and think of like a like I'm literally was trying to think of like a bomb ass experience with a nigga. I mean with a dude, I'm sorry, or whatever, a penis owner, and there's not one. No. Yeah. I I don't even know if I could do a a I don't hmm. Yes. I feel like let's just go by the orgasms. I feel like that's what I had to go by. Like, how many times did right. you orgasm? And then, oh, and then maybe that you know, because in my head I was like, I have like a most like mischievous. I have like a most times I've nutted. I have like a most like challenging, and I learned something. <laughs> I have <laughs> like you know like like best drunk sex kind of thing. But I don't know if I have like an overall tens across the board best and not even with a woman that's what I'm trying to like go into the vault and really think deeply and because I feel like the majority of the sex that I've had with women besides like in the very beginning was with like bitches who weren't really gay and Mm -hmm. they like wanted to fuck me because it was like a cool thing to do so Mm -hmm. we weren't actually like catching any kind of vibes it was just like this is something i can talk about the next day kind of a thing um Mm -hmm. so no i mean i had an all girl orgy that was like fire as fuck but even that was like weird i don't don't, know but that was a fire ass that was so maybe i would choose that if i'm going with bitches but if i'm going with most orgasms it was definitely my second ex in college. And he learned how to do 
a the what is it called a raspberry when you go. <laughs> <laughs> He, he figured out to do that on a clip. And that is not a feeling that I had ever experienced before, nor had he <laughs> ever done before. I don't even know how he figured it out. I think he was just doing some goofy, jokey shit. And then I was like, an and then he, uh, and I literally came like 15 times in like a span of like 10 minutes because it was whoop. just, you know how when you use your vibrator, we've talked about this, and you either yeah. like it, it gets too intense, you gotta take it off, or if you push through that intense, then you nut again. Right. And it's really like that, except I didn't have control over the removing it because it was him just doing it, which literally made it just back to back to back to back to back. That's the only time I've ever had like multiple orgasms like that, like simultaneously. And some of it wasn't even with like a, you know how sometimes you nut and it's like, okay, you got to work back up. And it, even if it doesn't take long, mm -hmm. it's literally like I would nut, it would take a while to get to the first one, but then it would be like, boom, 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 like just in a row. Like, and I was, and did you enjoy that? Yes, I felt like, yes. <laughs> it literally felt amazing. And I felt like uh, immobilized after, like I couldn't move my body and like I couldn't hear. And it was very a lot. Yes, I was very, and no one has ever been able to recreate that. <laughs> See, that's why I feel like, that's why I asked if you enjoyed it. Cause I feel like sometimes if I come very hard, like back to back to back like that, I don't even, it, Sometimes it kind of can take away from the enjoyment because of, like you said, the after. Like, I feel so, like literally like somebody just took everything out of me and I can't yeah. move. I can't, like, so I can't see. I can't, like, for that moment, I literally, and it, depending on what it is, it, I can be stuck for like a minute. Like, like, I'm just stuck. And I don't like, I don't like when I can't feel my legs. Like, I don't like when my, like, everything is so tight that I cannot feel anything. And, and that's, kind of like stressful to me sometimes like it's just like a stress like yeah. I would love to get up and just just even slightly move to the other side of the bed but like you're just gonna have to give me a second because I cannot even move yes 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 I liked it and it was very <laughs> but it was also like a, a feeling that I had never I had I had definitely had or yeah I had orgasms before from getting head but it was like regular like somebody eats your pussy you come once and that's it and so I had never had that sensation and it wasn't like it was like a vibrator in that it was like this continuous kind of feeling but it wasn't like a vibrator and it just was like some off the wall shit so yeah that shit was a wild time and I think that <laughs> in part I stayed with that nigga as long as I did because he could do that. Yeah. You were chasing your high. Chasing yeah, your high. literally. Exactly. It was like an addiction thing. Yeah, not literally, but like exactly. Like you get that and yeah. you're like, I want to do that again. I want to do that again. Yeah. Like, so probably That's even a crazy feeling too of like knowing, knowing what it can. Like, you know, like how you're like, good or like you know what i'm saying like you don't have a good orgasm and you just have like ain't come you know what i mean like there's like a difference and you're like bitch i like mm. yeah mm -hmm. that sucks when you when you when you're masturbating mainly that's what i think about the most like when you're masturbating and you like you feel it and you're almost like oh it's almost and then it's just not the it orgasm doesn't have wanted oh or when you're masturbating works. and you want that long, nice orgasm and it's like 30 seconds and you already, it's like, bitch, I wasn't ready. Like, I was, I had candles lit. I'm over here trying to love myself right now and like, it's 30 seconds, a minute, like, no. I wanted like a good little five, ten minutes. Like, what the hell? Yeah. So annoying. You know, 
we should have um leah on the show because she she does like tantric fucking sex shit she teaches that and in the sacred sensuality class that she's teaching through zep she told us that if we breathe in a certain way while we're having an orgasm it will be that like elongated full body kind of thing every time we do it and i was like well bitch i need to learn how to do that yeah, bring her the fuck i actually on just, here, I I need just to bought a book on tantric sex there you I go actually bought a book on that yeah. I'm actually, i actually just signed up for a sex magic webinar for tomorrow so learn something i have tips yeah yeah <laughs> it does suck when you like building up and then it's just a right it's not intense at all. You're like, I just wasted a whole <laughs> like or, or, been, it was something or else. Since they're trying to get it back, it was right. you're just like, uh, uh, and it's not like, gonna come. And then you it's can't even get the like nothing works after that because you're so disappointed. So like it just doesn't work and then you have to stop. And then it's just like, oh, this is whatever. Yeah. So I actually haven't masturbated in a minute. Me neither. But do y'all have, so do you feel like your orgasms are more intense when you masturbate or when you're with the partner? Masturbate. masturbate. I didn't even know that I could orgasm until I started masturbating. I had no idea that, that, cause I can't come from penetrative sex like that. It's very rare for me to come from that. Sometimes I can't, but he, had to, he has to have like a really big dick and like know how to use it correctly. But like for a long time, I had no idea. Until I started mass, until I bought a vibrator and I started using it, and I came from that, I was like, I had never experienced that. I'm like, bitch, I've been fucking wrong my whole life. Like, what the hell? Like, but you know what? I actually may have to retract that because I feel like now, once again, being with my partner for so long, she knows like exactly, exactly, exactly like what to do. And sometimes I'll be a little pissed off because she'll go straight to it. And be like, come on, give me a second. But, um, and then sometimes it makes me feel like when I'm masturbating, I do need her. And like, with being with a woman, it's kind of like we have to use toys and, you know, stuff all the time anyway. So I feel like it's kind of like best of both worlds where, um, but I really enjoy like, like I come the hardest when I have a vibrator on my clit and something inside of me. Um, preferably her fingers, honestly, because like I said, she knows exactly where to go. And that is, yeah, that is definitely the best orgasm I have now. And so sometimes when I am masturbating, I think that is what I want, yeah. that orgasm. And then I can't get that. Yeah. Even I, if I, and I can't, I can't penetrate myself. I can't. Yeah. I, I, that doesn't turn me on You don't the same arm positioning. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you can't. Like, physically. <laughs> Yeah, that that doesn't that doesn't um work for me at all. That's solely for content, solely. Yes. No, I definitely think for me that my orgasms are stronger with a partner and I can make myself come hard and it feels good and I know what to do for sure. Yes, and I know that it's going to happen. But there's something about somebody else doing it and me. I just love I just feel like the feeling of getting your pussy a and you're just on your back comfortable with your legs just like spread wide open and you're just in it like I just feel like there's nothing better <laughs> than that. 
Mm-hmm. It is hard to top that for me. It just straight clit, boom, boom, there it is. And I'm not doing shit. Like I'm literally just nothing, nothing tops that. that oh, is, I love not doing shit. Anyway. Because even when you're masturbating, it's like, I don't know. It's just you're, masturbating is definitely where you gotta find the right yeah. position. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's definitely work, but I don't see. Well, my current sex partner, I will say, like, I do enjoy sex with him a lot. He does love to eat pussy, so that's great. But I don't know, like, this is really the first time I've enjoyed getting my pussy ate by a man, like, ever. Well, that's a so, but I, I would still rather would masturbate. I don't know, because I feel like sometimes. Like I just I just take too long to come. I feel like he gets tired and he's like, damn, like girl, you know, and then I'm like, it just whatever, you know. But with myself, I can take as long as I want to take and who's gonna say anything. So So you be in your head sometimes. Yeah, because I'm like, why am I taking because it does feel really good and like when I masturbate, I really don't take that long to come at all. Yeah. So it's weird how like when he eats my pussy, like he eats it very good, but then sometimes I just it will take forever for me to come, and it's like why is it taking so long? How long is forever? Is forever like ten minutes, fifteen minutes, thirty minutes, an hour? What is long forever? I don't know. I've never actually like counted, but I know that it just feels too long for me. Like I don't know, because I'm just, I'm just used to like when I masturbate, I just I don't take that long when I masturbate, you know. So I feel like I'm I'm like measuring the same like yes. I should just not at the same time to masturbate type shit. I wonder if it also feels longer because it's not you doing the work because I feel like start start timing and see because I would be curious to see. I feel like for me, I can make myself nut in like two three minutes. But mm-hmm. if it's two, three minutes of somebody eating my pussy, it's gonna feel like fifteen minutes because I'm gonna be like they're working. That's so true they're doing something i'm taking forever but really it's literally been that same two three minutes i just feel so that's why i'm saying i wonder and i'd be curious to see if it really is longer and or if it is long because even if it's like five ten minutes that's not really long you know what Mm -hmm. i mean but it feels long especially when we're in our head like all right he probably think i just you know i should be coming (laughs) i'm not you know because i i used to be like that too and it used to stop me from coming, actually. Like, I used to have a harder time having an orgasm because whenever I was doing something, I would get in my head like, I should be hurrying up or I should be making more noise or all of the shoulds and supposed tos would literally right. just block me. And now I do not give a fuck. I don't give a, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if you're... Also, I feel like people are intelligent to stop eating pussy when they feel like it. So my thing is like, we are going to go until I nut or until you get tired. And if you get tired, we're gonna figure out a different way for me to nut. But I just, I don't know. It's like, I just refuse. I don't, something like clicked at one point where I recognized that I just need to get the fuck over that being in my head shit. Because when I did, then I like really got to feel it, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I was literally like embarrassed and I'm, or like, it's awkward or, oh, I should hurt. And it's like, damn, bitch, I'm not even, cause, the, and then, you do actually come fast because you're actually present and you're not preoccupied and then you do uh-huh, uh-huh. like oh fuck uh-huh. now and this is very surprising to me especially thinking of like history and niggas not being good at anything 
But now it's like a nigga can really just like play with my clip for a couple of minutes or eat my pussy for a couple of, and I'm nutting hard because <laughs> I am no just let go. Yeah, I'm not in La La Land thinking about whatever anymore. I'm literally right up in this bitch and I'm like, it just feels great. (laughs) I've been in my head about squirting and I haven't squirted in a long ass time. And it's like, I used to squirt uncontrollably. Like when, when, not whenever, but most of the time when I had an orgasm, I would squirt. And I don't even remember last time that I've had like a good, when I say good, like a potent squirt. Like my squirt has been very like, you know, just trickle. It's a trickle. <laughs> it hasn't been like, and I drink a lot of water and I do all of that, you know, and especially like for content making purposes, like since I've had an OnlyFans, I haven't been able to have a good ass squirt. And I'm like, bitch, I'm trying to get this motherfucking money. And I can't like, and I, I cannot have a good ass squirt. I can't. So you feel pressure to squirt even when you're by yourself? yes interesting yeah like and i i I don't know and sometimes i feel like it's coming like i feel like oh shit i'm about to squirt squirt," and then nothing and then i feel like i get in my head so much like i'm about to squirt so let's make sure that this is all good it's like no bitch you're not so i don't even i don't know i don't know I get that way with squirting too. I literally cannot squirt in front of people. Like I have a really hard time. We did a fucking squirt contest in my house. Uh, me, V, uh, Br- Harmony, and Br- Brianna, uh, Brianna. And like normally, if I'm by myself, I'm like I can like squirt across the room type shit. And that like I did squirt a little bit, but it was like it was like you said, like a little dribble. I definitely have stage fright when it comes to squirting, for sure. And that's definitely a me being in my head thing. And I haven't been able to learn how to get past that with squirting for the most part, because it's also not an, um, a natural body function of mine. Like, I, I'm not a natural squirter, so it is, like, work, and I have to, like, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, like, but I will say I shot a fucking scene. I'm very proud of myself. I shot a scene where we pretended that I was getting picked up by a Lyft driver and I squirted in the back of his car. And this was a, this was, this was the photographer's friend, but he was a complete stranger to me, obviously. And I did it. I don't know. What- I saw that when you took over the live and he was just like, it was, I feel like he didn't really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think he, he, cause he was like a, it was like a white Cuban person probably or something. He mm-hmm. was just like innocent, regular kind of a guy. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't know. expecting that. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be like a black dude, like maybe like peripheral to the porn industry or something. And then it was this random, which actually worked out better because he looked like he'd be a random Lyft driver. He definitely looked like a random Lyft driver for sure. Perfect. But and I think honestly that might have been part of it. It's like I wasn't attracted to him. It's not like I would have really fucked him, so I wasn't really feeling pressure to like be sexy. I was just like, let's bang out this content. Yeah. But other than that, though. I definitely have like squirt stage fright or like performance anxiety. Yeah, I don't think that I had it until until I had to perform because it was at least a natural bodily function for me. And I feel like then when I felt like I when I feel like now I need to perform, like I need to squirt because yeah. I'm trying to get this shmoney. Yeah. I cannot. I, I can't. But uh, I'll still be working on it. Keep trying. <laughs> Keep trying. Just let the, the camera 
record and just masturbate and don't think about that that's what i try and do though that's literally what i've been trying to do just like just put the camera up and then just like whatever happens happens but i can and i try to even i'm like let me not record like let me not record just so i can get my mojo back or whatever the fuck and like well even when you're not recording even when i'm not recording like it's just it's like i lost i lost my mojo <laughs> <laughs> i've been able to squirt more now recently i don't know why hmm. it's weird but now like when i ride dick i'm squirting a lot really it's really weird really mm -hmm. and it's really only when i ride dick now yeah is that because of positioning of the penis and the spots it's hitting yeah because i feel like i'm controlling it yeah. and i just get the spot just right and it's like a lot a lot of squirt yeah i don't know it's cool though i don't mind it it is <laughs> it's cool but that's the whole thing is it's pressure yeah, yeah. It's like oh it's so cool it's so fascinating and even us as people in the industry it's like that's what they do in porn it's like the whole fucking thing so that's why yeah it's like oh this is so exciting and when you don't do it's like this is such a fucking letdown yeah <laughs> fucking why yeah. yeah and i used to be ashamed about it like i literally used to have so much shame about it before like i feel like when i was younger and we weren't talking about sex as much and like i was embarrassed by the fact that i squirted because I used to really only squirt when I masturbated. I didn't, I never really squirted for, or because of a, a like, I really don't know that I've ever squirted, like, without masturbating. Um, and I was so ashamed, and I hated that every time I masturbated, I squirted, because, it's like, who wants to sleep in this? Who wants to deal mm. with this every single time? And it happened, it used to happen to me every single time. And so, like I said, once it got to be like something that I felt like I was supposed to do, right. it just is like, girl, no, you're not doing it no more. So we'll see. I'll keep you guys updated. Keep us updated. <laughs> keep us updated on length of time. Yeah, you know, I'm really interested in trying that now because I now I think that's low key what it is that because I'm not doing the work I'm like just like, yeah she it probably isn't even that like, long hey, at all and I'm just like damn can you hurry up and like make me nut already like I'm doing this shit like what the fuck yeah like you got me hey Siri set the stopwatch <laughs> oh fuck we never even did like a how are you bitches doing so this is like and goodbye without ever having doing how are you bitches feeling <laughs> um you know well i think we started off with my period is on so i'm feeling yeah very i'm pretty much just in pain <laughs> every day <laughs> crying a lot you know what i'm saying like my period has me crying a lot and you know what's weird is that i don't even cry for sad things like sad things are not what makes me cry it's like the love and the joy like that the just heart makes warm me... felt stuff <laughs> like, yeah. it's because we're missing that. every time huh it's because we're missing that it's because we're depressed so when we see some heartwarming shit it really hits home because we're like damn shit is rough right now but you know mm -hmm. what i am not though like i, I i've it's said it. this before is that like my my i feel like my social life and stuff didn't change that much i still see my i still see my homegirls and like 
a lot. I see them very frequently. And especially now since I started like the podcast with them, I see them and talk to them a lot. Um, so I don't, I don't feel that way, but. But you also said, didn't you say, how did you say it? You said something like, you feel like you need to go to a therapist because when you think of like your, I don't know if it was childhood, but you said something like, like, I don't know, like you like, it's everything. Like, I feel like I don't have any trauma at all. It's trauma. Like, yeah, yeah. I just, I, that, that, that's so true. And I've really (laughs) been trying, I've really been trying also with the spirituality and everything, you know, to do like shadow work and really try and tap into my traumas. And I know that I do have trauma because I, I, I feel like when we say trauma, a lot of times we think of like these major events and they don't have to be that. And I had to take the time to realize that first of all, is that they don't have to be these like major events. Um, and so like, I definitely found things that I, I am working through, but I just, I don't like to be sad. Like, I just don't like to be in that, in that space. I, and I feel like I have been blessed i guess for for that to just not not happen to me very often or for me to have figured out how to not let things take over me to be like that for long i would say that that's a trauma response like not wanting to be sad and not wanting to sit in sadness i think that that's a trauma response yeah i would say so I am not your therapist, obviously, but right, I, right, 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 right. I would say so I would, what I would ask the client who says that is thinking about in some period of your life, probably childhood, when that was a function of survival, like I can't really be sad for long because of A, B, and C. I don't know what it could be, but maybe that's something you can do shadow work on. But I have, like, literally I have, like, I literally have, and I I cannot come up with anything like I just I cannot come up with anything I think that I I like once again have I think maybe it's that I've been to myself a lot like that like I've been to just myself a lot and I just learned that I had to I I am the only person that can really control how I feel no one else can control how I feel so it's up to me to not feel that way like it, like I don't know did you did, did you do shadow work on that like where that came from yeah I mean I'm doing not did I'm doing and I'm, I'm still digging and like still digging I'm literally digging I and, and, I, and I feel like that's a pro I feel like that is a problem too that I'm searching for a problem but I am and I and I don't know I literally just don't know yeah. I think I need to be hypnotized. No, no cap. Like, I think I need to be hypnotized. Maybe. Yeah. Cause the second thing you said, I would also say is a trauma response. Like I am in control of my feelings. Like it's only me. I have me myself. Like that's also like a function of, I had to figure that out at some point. And so here I am doing it now as a coping mechanism, but it's, it's interesting because it, you, I don't know what you're looking for and that might be blocking whatever is there if that makes sense mm-hmm. like saying to yourself like I got there's got to be something there and then it's like so whatever is there is like that's not what you're looking for if that makes sense yeah so there's something there probably with that but also you know doing trauma work 
um, and like processing trauma does reveal trauma. So if you were to get a therapist, you could get one that does like um, EMDR, which is it's not hitting it, it's not being hypnotized, but I, I think it's what you're what you're trying to get at, which is bring up shit that is repressed. Um, so that would be interesting for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But maybe there is nothing there that's like big and huge, like you said, but maybe it's just smaller things. And maybe it's just not a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. And 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 also in me looking at all of it, I feel like I've like I I feel I'm starting to feel like looking for the problem is like I said, a problem. Yeah. And so I kind of I in my shadow work, I'm kind of like stop like looking for a problem like because literally maybe it is maybe it is nothing like I don't think that I don't deal with my emotions like I don't think that I just cover things up because that's not what it is like I don't just cover things up I think that I deal with them and I've learned how to process them and 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 move forward and I just think that I've done that for a long time and I just can't think of when it switched from me being able to just do that on, on my own. And I feel like that's maybe what I'm looking for is when it like, when I realized that I needed to just, you know, do that on my own, work through, not on my own, but you know what I mean? Just like work through it, process my emotions, figure out why I'm feeling how I feel and then move forward. Because I just feel like ultimately at the end of the day, we, we have to move forward. You, you can't stay in, in a in any space like you can't just stay in one spot you have to move forward right. so that's just period yeah and you have a a, a a pretty strong support system and that is like a huge piece of trauma is that most yeah. experiencing shit by yourselves and that makes it worse mm-hmm. yeah for sure i've i've never had that had to do that thank, <laughs> thank god i've never i've always found and i and maybe and shit that could be a problem too because bitch i'd be trusting you know you know i be feeling secure with everybody like i feel like yeah, i'm secure and, and but then but then i process that as like i'm just i'm i'm an open book i don't have a problem telling you anything because i'm just off myself i'm 100 percent myself all the time so I always show the same face to everybody so I just be feeling like you know I'm saying like girl yeah I'm gonna tell you how I feel right now because this is how I feel at this moment you're the person that's sitting next to me and you got all the tea (laughs) yeah I mean it's possible to not be highly traumatized you know yeah (laughs) Yeah. you're lucky I can't relate I don't know I feel like I feel like I've been traumatized since I was born. Like, it's just, like, never-ending as well. Like, it just does not end. Yes, correct. Round here, we are traumatized gang gang. (laughs) Very. (laughs) Very. And I think that's part of it, too, is that there's so much trauma around. You know, I don't know anybody that hasn't dealt with trauma in, in major, minor, like, anybody. So that, I feel like, and that's a lot of times, too, is that I'm looking, like, for the type of trauma that, like, they had right. into in my situation. Yeah, and the other thing about that also is that people who do experience, like, loss of trauma in childhood are more likely to continue experiencing trauma because that's how trauma works the more trauma you experience, the more likely you are to be re-traumatized. So for people who don't really experience all that trauma, it makes more sense that you're going to experience less trauma unless you experience something like uh, an earthquake or a hurricane or a car accident, right? Like shit like that, which is still traumatizing, right? But it's a little bit different 
from right. neglect or whatever. So there's also that piece of it is for us who were like for real traumatized in fucking childhood, that set the stage for us to continuously be traumatized, not only because of how it affects our physiology, but also because we make shittier decisions is the truth. When we are constantly in a state of stress and trauma and fight or flight, we have less ability to discern safety. So we end up making more high risk decisions. Period. That's so wild because I really cannot ever think of a moment in my life where I have not felt like that. Yeah. Like just like yeah. always stressed out, always going through something and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And that's why it's a it it builds on itself, which is why you have to fucking stop it. And most of us never stop it. It's just continuous forever. Yeah. It is. And that's America, folks. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. And yeah, it really. Yeah. Also, another thing, and we can probably wrap this up, I guess, but another thing, Lex, do you have like uh, generational trauma or no? Um, I mean, I'm sure I do. You know, it's like, I, yeah. I mean, I'm, listen, I'm African American. My, my, both my parents are American. So, like, Yes, so one thousand percent. Being black in America causes generational trauma off rip. They boom, yeah. it's there. But um, that's the other thing because I think, and maybe V, this is similar for you. I have hella generational trauma too. So it wasn't just like I was born kind of, and of course, all of us have intergenerational trauma just from like being POC, being you know whatever, whatever, right? But like then the additional shit it sounds like maybe there's not a lot of additional shit in your family, Lex. Like, so you weren't really born into this, like, tradition of trauma either, which also affects your physiology. Whereas, like, me and V, bitch, we was born in some motherfucking years of this shit. Like, we was predisposed to this shit. I think that my parents, um, honestly, because being older and talking to my parents, I definitely see them, like, a lot different, and I do see, I can see their traumas. Um, in speaking to them but I think that they did a good job in trying not to reflect that onto us and even um you know my parents are my parents are divorced so even when they were going through that um they did a really good job in trying not they didn't argue in front of us they didn't you know they didn't do any of that and so um I just, once again, I was very blessed yes. with my parents <laughs> and that they, you know, they, 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 my, my mom even tells me like she made an effort to not do that because she did see that growing up and, you know, oh my God, I didn't even tell you guys like this awesome, well, I, it's awesome for me, but, um, I, my mom just told me that my granddad was gay. I had no idea. I had no idea that my granddad was gay. Um, he died of AIDS. Really? And this was during, you know, the height of like the AIDS epidemic and all of those things. And um, that reflected on my relationship with my mom and my, my relationship with my, my girlfriend, you know? And I was like, wow, now I see why you felt such a way because, you know, her parents split up because my granddad was gay right. and you know these are all things that you know I can recognize now as an adult that I have no clue of but you know you should do a um a genogram a family tree that's a really good um a, a genogram is 
different from a family tree in that a family tree just shows lineage. Genograms prompt you to point out patterns of things. So like once you lay out the lineage, you're like, okay, this person was an alcoholic. So were they, okay, they were, they were did drugs or this person had asthma. This person had diabetes. You see the pattern. Uh -huh, uh -huh. my partner violence. And so was that person, that person, that one, or, you know, that's a, that's a good way to look at it too. Cause that's interesting too. Cause that's a lineage thing for sure. Right. Right. So, you know, we just got, we all got digging to do. Yeah. I don't want to do any more digging. I'm good. <laughs> no more, no more. Are you still seeing your therapist? No. <laughs> I definitely want to find like more of a trauma, like that centers on trauma. I don't, I, I love her, but I don't feel like she centers on trauma like that. I feel like she's more just like a talk therapist. You know, yeah. But I want someone who's gonna like sit me down and like, bitch, we're going back to when you were six and we're gonna start from there when you can remember these things and everything. Cause there's so much. Yeah, that's that what happened. I mean. And I feel like I need someone who can help me with that. Yeah, I mean, this is what I tell people who are getting into therapy is like, talk therapy is amazing. It's wonderful to build rapport with a therapist. It's good to do skill building around like coping mechanisms, boundary setting, communication, all that shit. And talk therapy will never process trauma the way that trauma work will because how we store trauma in our brain, just talking about it doesn't process it. So that is a great thing to be thinking is that you want to see somebody that's like specializes in trauma because it's, it's different. It's, and you feel fucking different when you process trauma. Like you, you literally, it's weight lifted off yeah and you think yeah. about patterns because i did there's this she's a i don't know if she's a trauma therapist or i i don't know i she is she is a trauma therapist and so like every once in a while she does like these group therapy things but it's only around sex work so she only allows sex workers to join so i one day i just booked it because i heard so many good things about it and she did that she was like we're gonna think about your childhood growing up how, how what was your relationship like with your parents so like she made us like write down like what made you scared about your dad what yeah. made you happy about your dad how did you feel around your dad yeah. and like then she's like, okay now we're gonna think about your very first boyfriend and we're gonna do the same things what made you happy about him what made you scared about him and she was like do you see any similarities and i'm like bitch half the abusive ass shit that i dealt with with a lot of men that i was with was abusive shit that my dad did to me and like i never like thought about that shit like i'm just so used to it that i just think it's like normal but it's like right. no that's not normal and like some shit that my dad did was wrong as fuck and i'm still carrying that and accepting that in a lot of my relationships and i'm letting people cross boundaries that i'm not that's why i'm always fucked up because it's like damn yep and but that was just very interesting like and she only did it we only did it for like an hour but after i had that session with her I was like, I need to find someone that I can do this full time with because there's still so much other shit that I've been through that I'm pretty sure that I can just, it was just interesting to yeah. see that. Good for her. Do you have, yeah. like, do you know, do you remember her ad and her information? Yeah, it was like Queen Got Skills or something like that. She used to be a sex worker herself. Yeah. Um, 
And so now she only does really like therapy for sex workers and she does like emergency type of stuff for sex workers and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. The shit that we experience in our childhood fucking sets the stage for the rest of everything. Yeah. And you know, the one thing I think that that's why I don't want kids and that, and I, and that in, in me doing my shadow work, these are things that I have noticed is that it's such a pressure on making an adult like you know what i'm saying like having kids you're making an adult and so that whole time is so important and i don't want to fuck nobody up like i don't i don't want to be the reason why some adult is out there being a shitty person because i fuck them up or, or being a kid who feels not important and overlooked and whatever else like yeah you're creating an adult and that's a little human who's walking around with feelings and all this shit who we just be fucking them up as and they be little kids who just be sad as fuck with so no sense that of is boundaries no sense of anything such a pressure such a pressure to, to have that and i and and being an adult and looking back on those things and thinking about that i have thanked my parents so much more because i'm like wow like Thank you so much for getting me here, for making me the person. Like, cause you, you did. You made me who I am. And I'm so grateful for all of that because, wow, I could have been really fucked up. Like, you know, I could have been way worse off. So. Yeah. Thank you. But also because you have that good foundation, you also have a good foundation for it versus right, like. Yeah. That's true. What the fuck? Like, ah, what? You know, so you have the fucking help. You got the backup, you got the guidance, and you got the... You oh. sound like everybody else, girl, and no kids, okay? It's still no, a, it's a no for me, okay? Yes. <laughs> no, kids, dad. no kids, gang, gang. And also, for people who are listening, if that is your situation and you do want kids, know that that's the best kind of environment to be bringing kids into, one where your parents actively tried to undo their shit and you can tap into them for advice when you become a parent and you're also working on your own shit, that is like the important piece of it because nobody's going to be a perfect parent. But if you haven't done that shit, and especially if you don't have the wisdom of someone who's already done it, like, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Parents Parents are just parents, bitch. Parents. Facts. Parents are fucking parents, bitch. Like, they are just not what the fuck it is. And it's really some wild ass shit. And you know what? It is what it is. But you know, parents, <laughs> parents, boy, I tell you, they, mm. everybody go to therapy, <laughs> right? Do your fucking Including the parents, they don't want to really need to go. My father needs intense therapy. Like they, I wish they my don't dad believe was in that therapy. shit, and they're the ones who really, really, really need it. They really need it bad, bad. I know. They won't. They won't. You tell them that they should, they won't, they don't get it, they don't want to, or they'll do it and like be bullshitting it, or it, whatever, they won't. Or get mad. I remember like when I was young, my dad took me and him to therapy. He got mad at me and was like, you're letting me at the therapy session. And I'm like, this is not how it's supposed to work. Like, I'm supposed to tell you how I feel. You can't be mad at me because I feel some type of way. Like, so I... Yeah, that was the last time he did therapy. Because he was like, oh, no, you're not 
Like he was like, y'all are not gonna tell me about myself. Like, we're here for them. We're not here for me. Like he was dead. Like we're not doing this shit. Oh my god. There's a meme and it's like a couple and it's the woman talking to the man and the man is saying to the lady something like, It really hurts my feelings when you tell me how much I've hurt you or something like that. Yes. <laughs> that was my dad. Like how how dare you feel hurt by me yes. calling you a prostitute at 14? How dare you tell me in front of police officer? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I whipped you with a belt, but is that really that bad? Exactly. Like, uh, How dare you tell me that I hurt you by beating you? What? Right. Like, what the fuck? Um, you, you literally physically hurt me, beat me, <laughs> sir. Like, <laughs> that, shit is, yeah. that shit is, and it's a hard realization, honestly, because it it solidifies what you'll be able to access with your parents because if your parents aren't ready or willing or wanting to do that kind of work with themselves, it puts a limit, it puts a cap on your ability to be close to them. Like yeah. I want to be closer to my parents, but they're not ready to do their shit, which means I have to set boundaries with them or otherwise I'm going to be fucked up in how I engage with them. You know what I mean? Like if only they were down to do their shit, we could actually be closer and have greater intimacy, mm-hmm. but they want to stay in their bullshit. So we can't be close. Like, bitches, don't try. Always, and then it's crazy. The, like, the best relationship that I've had with my dad is, like, when I don't see him and I call him exactly. once a week and we talk on the phone for 10 minutes and that's it. Our relationship is fucking amazing. Yep. Let us see each other more than uh, once every two weeks or talk on the phone more than once a week. Then it's, like, all hell breaks loose and it's, like, that's not okay. Like, we need yeah. to have a better relationship. Yeah. But, like, with him, it's just... He just got too much shit going on. And I'm not trying to deal with that. Like, I'm just not. No. I was just going to say, and even like in setting the boundaries, especially with your parents, it causes such a stress even on, on you. Like yeah. you're trying to do good for yourself by setting the boundary, yeah. but then it causes such a stress because it's like, they're your parents or they're your family members or your sister, they're your brother, they're your cousin. And they're like, oh, you don't want to talk to me. That's your family. We're supposed to right. deal with each other through thick and thin through thick and thin and it's like no like you really no I can't do that like for myself I cannot do that I cannot surround myself with with that I have to take myself away from that and that is a stressor on top of that fucking (sighs) which is another reason why a good support system and a great therapist who does trauma work is the fucking key because essentially you just got to deal with what that feeling is if it's guilt or whatever the fuck else and then you go lean on your friends and your chosen family and then you go process trauma with your therapist and it's better (laughs) that's true because otherwise you just don't carry that shit like I feel like that's what I'm dealing with now is like I feel a way about boundaries that I've set so instead of me putting that in like giving it energy and talking about it with my mom I'm gonna go talk about it with my therapist and process it in a healthy space so that I can actually feel better about it and then yeah you know debrief with whoever else but because I can't but then how do you go back to your mom right it's because like you did the work yeah yeah because like you did the work and then going back to them it's like it's like you didn't do the work you know so then it's like I can't even I can't like I just can't I don't. I have, I yeah. don't. 
<laughs> I literally, my some of my boundaries with my parents are hard boundaries, meaning that they're probably not going to change. And if they are going to change, it's based on their behavior and their behavior won't change. So it's going to be what the fuck it is. Right. I'm not going to engage with you in this. I set a boundary with my mom and I told her I'm stepping back from this relationship based on some of your behavior. I would like for it to be different. And that's based on what you're going to be doing. If you're going to change in this way, it will change. If you do not, then it will not. Right. Boundary. That's it. It also puts the ball in her court. You know what I mean? It's like, bitches, you finna fucking change or is you not? And if you're fucking right. not, we are, bitch. And of course, I feel sad about it and I feel guilt because I set a boundary with my mom and blah, 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 blah. And I feel sad because it's lonely and I don't have a mom and whatever else. But pivot to therapist. Right. Because, yeah. You, unless, and you know, there are people who they want to keep that, that, um, drama going because it feels like a relationship. You know, it, that feels like intimacy. But yes. I'm not, for me, I'm not at that place anymore. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do the back and forth. I don't want to do the, well, we're fighting, and, but I love, it's like a relationship. It's like a romantic relationship. I don't want to do that. I set the boundary. You know what the fuck it is. Here's where I'm at. Yeah. That's what the fuck it is. And, and the whole point also is that we don't learn how to set boundaries. So when we're adults and we're trying to do that shit, it feels wrong like yeah yes. it's like why yeah. am i doing this you know yeah. but it's like necessary like yeah. it's literally necessary or their behavior will continue yeah and then it'll just pass on to you and then you'll pass on to somebody else and you're gonna keep projecting onto other people and it's just it's just it's a vicious cycle yes and not only will their behavior not change your own behavior won't change because sometimes mm -hmm. you got to set boundaries with yourself you know like I don't think of it so much with my mom, but when I think about it with like men, there are certain things that I know I do that keep shit, that I'm maintaining something. Oh, like yeah. I'm co-creating something at this point. I cannot sit here and say that it's just this nigga. It's, it's, I'm also, even if it's just, I'm staying, right? Even if it's, I'm just, I'm here and I'm listening, I'm engaging, that's me doing some shit that's maintaining it. So if yeah. I have a boundary that I'm literally not doing this shit no more, that's a boundary for me, bitch. Raquel, Rachel, bitch, you need to step because otherwise you're now contributing. Like, so there's right. like, like both parts. It's like setting a boundary with that person and you're either going to listen to it or not. So then, okay, I need to set a boundary with myself then. If this nigga does A, B, and C, I'm going to walk away and I got to fucking stick to that shit. Otherwise, I'm going to be going against my own values, my own personhood, my own safety, my own well being. And then I'm going to go talk to my friend and be like, oh, bitch, this nigga did this, but bitch, I was the one. You know what I mean? I maintained it at that right. point. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Boundaries, bitch. Boundaries. It is a, a hard life lesson to learn later in life. We growing the fuck up, ladies. Growing the fuck up. That's it. We really growing up. Like, like that's just and we're like really growing up. Like we're not just getting older. You know what I'm saying? Like we're growing up and doing the the work that it takes to be a good fucking person and like be a good person yeah. to yourself be a good person to the world like to literally you cannot you cannot be a good person to anybody else until you learn how to be a good person to yourself and setting boundaries i feel like is the like that is how you do it like that is how you do it you have to set boundaries there are so many situations that I look back on and I know that they would not have went how they went had i set a boundary either with them or with myself yep 
period. Like I can think of at least like 10 situations just off the top of my head where it's like, I knew, and if I would have did this or if they would yep. them to do this, it wouldn't have ended up the way it did, but I didn't. And so it fucking exploded. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I need all my scammer niggas, bring that cash out.